Hello, and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. I'm so glad you tuned in today for our conversation. Today's first topic is going to be negative thoughts and how we can deal with our negative self-talk. At some point during the day, we all tend to talk to ourselves in a negative way. We all make errors, mistakes, and fail. It's how we learn. We all tend to beat ourselves up when we fail or make a mistake or an error. You might say, oh, if only I had seen that. If only I had done this differently. If only, if only. You've become the center of the story. You have regrets. You question your abilities. You might even feel bad. But the event is over. But you're going backwards. You're living in the past. You're visiting the past. You're giving your mistakes, your errors, and failures energy. You want to change it up. You want to begin to think about what did you learn? Do you see a pattern? What could you do differently? Do you want to change this pattern? Do you want to change this pattern of living in the past and beating yourself up? There's a fairly easy way to change this, and it's to change the focus. Change the focus from the past to the present. So how do you change from the past to the present? It's really pretty simple. You're going to substitute next time for if only. Now your statements will become Next time, I'll make a different choice. Next time, I will ask for more input. Next time, I will listen better. Next time, I will ask for help. Now you're living in the present. Next time, you will apply the lessons that you have learned. No matter how hard or painful, you're going to push through, take action, and move forward. You can start applying this process today. By applying this process, you can begin to change your life and how you speak to yourself. It requires action, focus, and being in the present moment and not going back to the past so often. The past is an illusion. It no longer exists. Substituting next time for if only should improve how you feel. I hope that you will apply this lesson and find it helpful. Let's move on to the next topic. I want to talk about another quote today, and it's from Andre Gid. One doesn't discover new lands without consenting to lose sight of the shore for a very long time. So for me, this is about getting out of your comfort zone, which I talked a little bit about in episode two when I talked about why am I doing a podcast. This gets me out of my comfort zone. It's not something that I would have generally chosen. So it makes me grow, it stretches me, it makes me learn new things. And I think everybody has difficulties of getting outside of your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. It can be scary. But we don't grow and discover new things and talents and gifts and to be maybe even of help or service to others. Change is a constant. Things change all the time. Once you were a baby and you were dependent on others for everything, Then you transition to being a child, a teenager, a young adult, a middle-aged, and then an old person. We need to embrace the change. It is part of life. So what are you going to do to get out of your comfort zone? So write up an affirmation for it. I'm going to embrace change today. I will do something that makes me uncomfortable or discover something new. I refuse to let fear stunt my growth. Let's move on to a couple of more universal laws. 
The law of belief says your beliefs with emotion and feeling become your reality and truth. Believe that success is possible, and it is. You need to know what you want. You need to know what you want. Believe that it is possible and that it's possible to attain. Otherwise, it will not happen without belief. When you believe something deeply and with emotion, the universe has your back and it will appear. Now the timing, that's up to the universe. So patience is required. The second law I want to talk about today is the law of accident. The law of accident, which says that having no plan is planning to fail or to let others rule your life. Don't have a plan, a goal, a dream, a desire? Then your life will be dictated by those that do. So get a plan today. Let's move on to another topic. I want to talk about the human body for a few minutes. We have more bacteria, yeast, fungi in and on our body than make up all of the cells of the human body by a factor of 10. So if there are a trillion cell human cells, there are 10 trillion synergistic organisms in and on our body that have genetic information different from our own. But in most instances, this information is synergistic and it is helpful. What is the human body made of? We've got 84 minerals, 8 gallons of water, 23 elements. We're made of star stuff. Our elements are composed, our bodies are composed of things that are found on planet Earth and in the star systems. If you look at the planets, the plants, the animals, the weaver, all have a lot of the same components and constituents. We have the same minerals the same elements, but combined in different ways. Now, here's a thought that might be radical to some, but make perfect sense to others. You're not living on the earth. You are earth. So I don't know how that idea that you're not living on the earth, you are the earth, resonates. Let me know. On to another topic. I'm kind of a science geek. I have a degree in biology and in an area of specialization in microbiology and enjoy science. And I've spent most of my career in research and development and quality control. I like science and I can tell when I'm being misdirected or misled. And we've been being misled for the last 50 or 60 years in science and in several other disciplines where government and business collude basically and don't tell the truth hide information. So today I want to talk about electromagnetic frequencies or EMFs and 5G technologies. Now 5G technology is not exactly new. The military has had capabilities and it's been used in airport scanners. However, there are issues, there are problems that both the government and industry want to sweep under the rug from my point of view. I believe in the precautionary principle which is a broad philosophical and legal approach to innovations with the potential for causing harm when extensive scientific knowledge on the matter is lacking. It emphasizes caution, pausing, 
and review before leaping into new innovations that may prove disastrous. It acknowledges that the progress of science and technology has often brought great benefit to humanity. It has also contributed to the creation of new threats and risk. It implies that there is a social responsibility to protect the public from exposure to harm when scientific investigation has found a plausible risk. These protections should be relaxed only when further scientific findings emerge that provide sound evidence that no harm will result. Apparently, the government and industries don't believe in the precautionary principle. The FCC is responsible for updating the regulations on EMFs. There have been no updates since 1996. They're so out of date as to not be usable by any thoughtful person. Using such outdated information to set guidelines is a horrible precedent. The telecommunications industry has been called to Congress on several occasions, and when they were asked if they were going to do any safety studies on 5G, they said no. Now, depending on what you want to believe as far as research is, is concerned, there are between 2,500 and 5,000 studies that have been published that show that EMFs are harmful. Of course, the industry, when they have studied electromagnetic frequencies, have found no harm, but independent studies have found otherwise. Scientists around the world have been concerned about EMFs, both ionizing, non-ionizing radiation, and so they have done studies. The government stopped sponsoring any kind of research on EMFs in the 1990s. However, they did sponsor a $30 million rodent study on cell phone radiation. And folks, it wasn't a pretty sight. I believe they were the results of that was published in 2018. This study showed clear carcinogenity from cell phone radiation. In 2021, there was a three-part study that looked at radiation from Johns Hopkins University and the University of Washington. They found that this radiation is not harmful not only to humans, but to animals, bees, insects, birds, bats. A lot of these studies are available on pubmed.gov. To be fair, the regulations that the FCC set up in 1996 were for short-term exposure, not long-term exposure, which we now have today with our cell phones, Wi-Fi, and all the electronic gadgets that we all own and use. The FCC does need to update their guidelines, and federal district courts have told them that they need to do this, that they need to update the regulations and guidelines. And yet this has not stopped the rollout of the 5G across the country, or across the world for that matter. From the studies that I have read, this is about the health and well-being of your family, friends, neighbors, pets, and all life on earth. Of course, the industry is saying, oh, there's no problem, and this isn't a big deal. They're using Big Tobacco's playbook. If you say something long enough, eventually it's believed, and that's called propaganda. We're electric beings. Human beings have their own EMF fields, and now there are a 
whole bunch of external EMFs that can interfere in our electrical fields. For people who are extremely sensitive to EMFs, it can give them headaches, tingling in their hands and feet. They can become dizzy and unsteady when they're too close to cell phones or Wi-Fi. The research shows that this form of non-ionizing radiation interferes at the cellular level. It opens membranes and allows calcium to leak out of the cell. And there's research that shows it can cause certain types of cancer. If we were to use the precautionary principle, we would pause 5G. Because here's another example of profits over people. Profits over the health of humanity. Now, please, don't take my word for it. Do some research. There's plenty out there. I would say from my own experience that if you use Google as your search engine, you're not going to find a whole lot. What caught my eye back in 2010 that said Lloyd's of London, the insurance company, was refusing to insure the telecommunication industry against EMF or radiation injuries, say like asbestos. They were treating EMFs like they were treating EMFs like exposure to asbestos. From my reading, it looks like other insurance companies have a similar attitude. Technology has become a necessary evil in our lives. I have a cell phone, two computers, a tablet, Wi-Fi, but I do take precautions. If you still have the packaging that came with your cell phone and the little booklets that come with them, read through it and see where they ask you to hold your phone. It's not right on your skin, not right on your ear or on your head. <laughs> the last time I read it was hold two inches from your ear. I use the speakerphone and don't put it anywhere near my head. I've hardwired my computers and printers. It's not hard. It just takes a little extra time, a little extra thought. But here's the thing. I don't appreciate being a lab rat, and I'm not sure you should appreciate being a lab rat either. The telecommunications industry appears to be more interested in profit than in the health of humanity. And if that's fine with you, then so be it. But it's not fine for me or by me. Do your own research. Think for yourself. Become aware of how you feel around all of this electronics. Can you sleep at night? Do you get headaches? Now, a lot of people like to take their phone into the bedroom, and that's not really a very good idea. But you could do an experiment. Say you're going to leave your phone in the kitchen, or maybe you can just turn it off while you go to bed, which is what I do. I turn my phone off at night. Like all forms of radiation, 5G has different levels. There's a low, mid-range, and high range. The military has been using 5G in the high range for years. There are crowd control instruments that use 5G. Airport scanners run on 5G, and they're on a lower level. But they only run for half a second to a second. They're not on continuously. Those scanners have limits for exposure. Are there any limits on exposure to 5G outside the airport? Let's do a thought experiment. Let's place your mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, sister, brother, children, babies, your dog, cat, birds, into individual airport scanners. Turn on the scanners and leave your family, friends, pets exposed for the rest of their lives. That's what the 5G small cell 
towers will do. Exposure will be constant and continuous. What do you think the outcome will be with this continuous and constant exposure? Here's the thing. I don't know what the outcome is going to be because they're not studying it. The industry and the government isn't telling us what it's going to be. Another case of profits over people. I wanted to bring this to your attention and so that you could do your own research and become informed. Depending on your point of view, you can take, there's all sorts of actions you can take to improve a situation. Here in my area, they were trying to put in the 5G small towers. They posted signs everywhere at the exact locations where they were going to put these small cell towers. And of course, people were going, well, what the heck is this? And since this was happening during the pandemic, government offices weren't open. And so it was really much more difficult to get information. But neighborhood associations gathered signatures, contacted lawyers, and in our case, they withdrew all of the requests for these small cell towers. That doesn't mean they're not going to come back. It just means at this point in time, they withdrew the request to put these towers up. Now, I can be biased. I'm not really fond of all of this technology. I don't necessarily think it's all needed. So I just want, again, stress the idea of doing your own research and coming to your own conclusions. Let's move on to a new subject, a new idea. And this is, do you have integrity? Do you know what integrity is? My definition is that there is harmony in your words, thoughts, intentions, and action. Integrity allows you to take actions and make decisions that honor your values and feel good. You're able to say yes or no without guilt or shame or to make someone else comfortable. When you honor your actions and words by doing what you say you would do, when you said you would do it, your integrity grows stronger. Your inner respect and power grow stronger with each act of integrity. Integrity is generally expressed with compassion, kindness, and love for yourself and others. Integrity equals authenticity. It's an anchor that keeps you aligned and centered. You know what's well, what's right, and correct for you and your circumstances. When you don't honor what you know or step away from it, you will experience emotional, physical, and even psychological upset or discomfort. Not feeling good about a choice or a decision is a sign that you and I have strayed from our integrity anchor. Integrity is developed over time. It means that you care about your actions, intentions, thoughts, and words, and the impact that they may have on others. Integrity sometimes requires not taking the easiest path and making hard or tough calls. Integrity makes you feel good about yourself. Eventually, you'll be able to make choices, decisions, and take action without worrying about upsetting others or rejecting outstanding opportunities, regardless of the fact that it didn't feel right or good for you at the time. You're not willing to sell yourself in spite of all the advantages and perks to get something or someone. You develop the ability to attract what you need, desire, and dream. You don't need to chase after what you require or need. It will come to you. You develop an understanding that you're valuable. Fear falls away. You like and have more trust in yourself. 
you know what's best for you. Each time you act with integrity, it grows and your authenticity shines bright. As I said, that integrity develops over time and I use affirmations for a lot of things. And so I have developed affirmations for integrity. And here are a couple. I am filled with integrity, centered and aligned. There's another one. I call commanded man to accept and respect myself and to learn to act with compassion, grace, honor, and kindness in all circumstances. And the last one, I call commanded a man to trust and value my feelings and heart about opportunities and people and to do what I say when I say I will do it to the best of my ability. Take a few minutes and think about integrity. Do you have integrity? Is it something that you need to work on? Is there some area that of your integrity that needs improving. That's only that's something that only you can do. Again, integrity develops over time, so it can always be improved and changed. You might come up with your own affirmations that apply specifically to you that will help strengthen your integrity. The last topic for today, books. I love to read books. All kinds, all different types of subjects, from science fiction to science to philosophy. Some of these books can be very challenging because they come from a time when the language was different. It's a lot more wordy and you may have to decipher. In my case, it always took a little bit longer to figure out what they were trying to say. One that I would like to recommend would be The World's Greatest Thinkers. It's a four-volume set. I've gotten through the first two volumes. It includes Aristotle, Confucius, Marcus Aurelius, Plato, Socrates, and Ralph Waldo Emerson, just to name a few of the great thinkers. What I've learned is that ideas and beliefs that we have today originated thousands of years ago. They're not new. Another book that I found to be very helpful is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He examined successful men. What did they do? How did they think? How did they act? His key discovery was how they thought was extremely important and determined how successful they became. And if you read this book, you'll see where failure was extremely important and that none of these individuals allowed failure to stop them and that failure was a key element of success. Another book would be The Taoist Classics by Thomas Clary. I found it a little bit challenging to understand what they were trying to say. But then you develop a rhythm to the words and reading, and things become more clear. Another book that I highly recommend is Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy. When I picked that book up, I didn't want to put it down. It had so much pivotal and important information. I've read it more than once, and with each reading, other ideas stand out more prominently than the first time I read the book. Another book for your consideration is You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. This is a, another book about mindset and how you think and what and how to achieve success. Another book that I really enjoyed was A Brief History of Everything by Ken Wilber. When I first started reading it, it was, it, it was blowing my mind up. There was an awful lot of information that I already knew, but it presented it from a slightly different in a slightly different way, and in a way that I hadn't thought about. And it challenged me. It challenged my thoughts. And another book that can be challenging, enlightening, and 
positive is the book Abundance by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Coulter. It's an important book. I don't agree with everything or with every point of view that they express. They make good points and there's worthwhile information. A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And another one is The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Bouchard. So there you have some ideas for books that I've read and enjoyed and you might like. Now, I like physical books. So I tend to buy either hard copy or physical, you know, paperback book and something that I can hold in my hand and underline or mark up so that I can go back and take out those key points that I have noted. I thank you for tuning in today. This is your host, Debbie Wiesner, for Infinite Possibilities Abound. Have a wonderful day.